Vic Lane Murata Mornings, Friday edition, live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios. Still, lots of reaction to uh, what went down yesterday between the Indiana Pacers and the Phoenix Suns. Bottom line, DeAndre Ayton. Four years, $133 million, and a member of the Suns moving forward. Uh, here to talk about it with us from ArizonaSports.com, our Suns insider. Kellen Olson joins us on the 72-sold sports line. Kellen, good morning. How are you? Morning. Doing well. Thanks for having me. You got to react to all of that in real time yesterday. I felt guilty. I was I was texting Kellen to get information from him while he was on the air. I was that annoying guy. <laughs> um, you were not a, you were not annoying at all. First of all, and second of all, that's quite the experience. Like Burnsy has been describing it to me, it's quite the high you guys get to experience doing breaking news live like that. It was really fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's uh, just one of those things where the floodgates open and it all goes well, and other times you're like, wow, where did that come from? We couldn't have been completely surprised by it because of all the dealings of what Indiana had done to free up that cap space. But I guess one of the, the, the places to start here, Kellen, was three minutes it took the Suns to match that. What, what did that indicate to you? Well, that along with DeAndre's contract offer sheet that he agreed with Indiana just kind of led me to believe that all of this was about Indiana trying to sign and trade for DeAndre and trying to play a certain leverage game with this entire situation because DeAndre's contract does not include a player option, which is extremely significant because back in October when we were talking about the potential pitfalls of not agreeing to that extension with him, the Gordon Hayward situation was brought up, which is when he signed what's called a three-plus-one, which is three years guaranteed, and then that extra year was a player option. He declined that player option and went to Boston and Charlotte only had him for three years instead of five. And, and that was the thing with DeAndre we were looking at. But Indiana didn't do anything funky like that. There was no trade kickers. There was no uh, structure with the salaries, like front-loading it or anything like that. And to me, that kind of tells me with the way yesterday unfolded, Indiana was basically looking at it from a leverage perspective and saying, we want to force you into a sign-in trade. And then from there, once they didn't really agree to it, I guess Indiana didn't want to do anything funky with the contract. It was really bizarre from their end, but nothing but good news for the Suns because there could have been some complications with DeAndre's salary that could have made things a little bit more difficult for them now and in the future, but there was none of that. And then the Suns matching in three minutes just obviously spoke to their commitment and just, I think, Bernsey nailed this on the show with me yesterday. It showed a certain level of commitment. Like, we're not thinking about this. We're not messing around over the 48 hours. We want it back. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I, I think you could also interpret it a little bit differently if you were a DA. You, would, you might say say, well, why didn't you just offer me that number? Why haven't you offered me anything? Why did you wait to match? And and why did you do that when it cost me a a little money in return? So uh, that's basically my question. What are the what are the consequences of the way D.A. perceives this if he if he wanted to get out of Phoenix? That, that is the biggest thing, Dan, and, and looking at to exactly, okay, why didn't you sign him in last October compared to now? And really the only reason is saving money. And I know there are people who look at this and the way we rate contracts, overrate them, underrate them. Oh, they got him for $11 million a year instead of seven. That's, oh, it's like you overpaid him. The Suns aren't really in that type of range right now when it comes to a deal like this for DeAndre because they're a tax-paying team. So all this really comes down to is saving money on the tax bill. Now, that could prove to be rather significant with some of the other moves that they make now and in the future. And in the future, for example, is Cam Johnson extension right now is using the taxpayer mid-level exception in free agency, doing some other trades that would increase their tax bill a bit. And look, if that money winds up being used in the proper way, then all of this kind of... Well, 
was worthwhile, but the long-term and short-term concern, Dan, is exactly to what you said, which is you just didn't show a certain level of commitment to your center. And if he's in on all of this and is just not, not to that extent, of course, Dan, but with what Shams was shooting last night in terms of the Suns were always going to bring back center DeAndre, which I'm not sure any of us really believe right yeah. now. If that is indeed the case and DeAndre is, it was okay with how all of this played out and he got his contract and everything's all good, then this was fine. But obviously yeah. the risk here is DeAndre's unsettled and all we hear all season is January 15th, January 15th, January 15th, over and over again, the day that he can be traded. And this is just a story all year doesn't go away and it really sort of, for lack of a better word, infects their season coming up. Kellen Olson from ArizonaSports.com, our guest here on the 72 Sold Sports Line. We've talked about those January 15th possibilities, uh, but but steering away from that, DeAndre Ayton is here from October till at least January, maybe forward. Um, he's making a boatload of money now, over $30 million on this contract. Uh, with that being said, there was a lot of complaints from Suns fans about, hey, they don't use him enough. They don't use him correctly. He's not involved enough in the offense. With this change in salary, as long as DeAndre Andre Ayton is a member of the Phoenix Suns. Do you see a change in usage, maybe a change in his role or skill set and what he's asked to perform? I think that there should be. I, I just question if there is going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure. You guys will remember when they started 8-8 eight and eight in Chris Ball's first year, DeAndre was getting the ball more, and he was more involved in the offense. And there were certain times where I was joining your guys' show, and you'll remember that I was kind of saying it in, in a different way where guys are thinking it, but just I was like, is Chris like willing to lose this game right now just to get DeAndre more involved now to have more long-term rewards than rewards in the short term? Like It really felt like yeah. they were really trying to work out these kinks in order to benefit themselves in the long term. And then they abandoned that 15, 20 games of the year, just turned him into the role that we've seen him have now for the last one and a half seasons and and I think there needs to be another attempt at that and a longer one at that because especially in the New Orleans series we saw how DeAndre can play offensively and we've heard the quotes from Buddy Williams and his teammates so many times that when DeAndre has that type of performance that's the standard that they're holding him to and, and it's it's on his teammates obviously and it's on the coaching staff to get him the ball but it just goes back to DeAndre as well in terms of him holding that standard and him bringing that level of play more consistently so as is always the case with this type of discussion it doesn't come down to just money it doesn't come down to just DeAndre. It's both guys, but there's more of an emphasis on it now going forward because this is a long-term commitment to him as well. You're having him around for four more years, you would hope, because of the level of player he is and the level of player he could be. So you should commit more resources to him and help him become a better player quicker. And if he does that right out of the box, maybe Brooklyn reevaluates um, what they would take in return from Phoenix for a January trade for Kevin Durant. So that's my last question. If KD has aligned himself emotionally with Book and with CP3 and has, has communicated with them, which I think we all can assume, they're not going to want to give up a chance at KD uh, that easily. Is there any path for the Suns, in your opinion, to still pursue Kevin Durant? I think there is, as long as Kevin Durant wants to come here. But the dangers with something you've just talked about specifically would be an Aiden trade looming over them in January. And then I think it's extremely difficult for a basketball team from a continuity perspective to make a huge move in January or in February right before the trade deadline and then be expected to win a championship that year, which is what the expectations should be. So if the Suns are still in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, which it certainly sounds like they are and they should be, they should exhaust all efforts to try and get it done now, especially to keep Kevin Durant and 
DeAndre on the same team. We weren't even talking about that as a possibility for the last month because we just True. assumed that DeAndre would be in the trade involving Kevin Durant. And now that he potentially could not, well, he can't be legally, that's actually a good thing because having that guy next to Kevin Durant is, is a really valuable thing on both ends of the court that can help them in a myriad of ways. We've been talking about how do you replace Mikel Bridges? Well, having DeAndre on the back line of the defense is going to help a whole lot for one. So I, I think that pursuing Kevin Durant, it doesn't end this as long as Kevin Durant wants to come here and this is his preferred destination. But I just wonder, in terms of the bidding war going on for him right now, but in terms of also what Brooklyn wants, if Phoenix can even offer enough right now as it is. I have hesitations, but look, if Kevin Durant wants to come here and he really wants to force his way here, there's really nothing that, that Brooklyn can do. Oh, we lost Kellen. Oh, that's okay. Just, uh, dropped right off. No, uh, boy, I think I, I, I think, think he, I think he dropped off right at his full stop. I yes. think he was about to put a period on the end of that sentence. There's nothing they can do. Or Jarrett cut him off because we're late for break. Shut up. <laughs> did you cut him off, Kellen, Jared? I did not. Did you just ditch him? I would him? never do that to Kellen it's a Big boom, Daddy Boom, boom, Big Daddy. Yeah, no, okay. He's, he's That's Tyler Boom Boom Drake yeah. and Kellen Big Daddy. There you go. We're like a jazz band from the uh, 40s. Who's dizzy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Besides me.